Welcome to Anything But Routine, presented by Just For Kicks. This podcast covers everything and anything dance. Stay up to date with the podcast by hitting the subscribe button. Get the opportunity to have your questions answered on Anything But Routine by joining Dance Coaches and Teachers Unite. Dance Coaches and Teachers Unite is a Facebook group sponsored by Just For Kicks for dance coaches, teachers, and studio owners. The group provides the opportunity for conversations about dance-related topics and issues. Search on Facebook, Dance Coaches and Teachers Unite to join. Today's podcast is directed at the head coach, assistant coach, studio owner, and teacher relationship. Enjoy. This is Cindy Clow, and today's topic is on head coaches and assistant coaches. How can you work together? And that also would go for studio owners and teachers in the studio. How can you work together strong to provide the greatest learning environment for your students? And the, the purpose for this one today is I got a question written to me from a coach down in Louisiana that says, I've been an assistant coach for two years. I'm thinking of quitting because the head coach never allows me to do anything. It's pretty much like I'm there to turn the music on. It's a, it, it is as if she is nervous that if the girls like me or they like what I came prepared to do, it, it somehow makes her feel less effective. Okay, my first thing I would say to that is um, the head coach, I feel, needs to let go of her ego. And I feel you become a lot better leader when you realize it's not about you, it's about the kids, it's about the assistant coaches and the teachers in your studio, and how can you make them the best version of themselves. The type of leader that is controlling and doesn't allow anyone else in to me, that that signals a problem with her ego. And as tough as that is to hear, I feel that's often new coaches or sometimes it's a confidence issue. So everyone needs to take a look in the mirror and go, okay, am I being the best assistant coach or the best head coach or teacher or studio owner that I can be? I wrote this once um, for my coaches in Brainerd. Leaders have to give time for relationships, but more and more demands will be placed on their time as they become more successful. So if a person's success is based on developing relationships, then they have to continually find new ways of getting it done. That's one reason I depend on my staff to help me. I also believe that lasting and success will involve more than simply building relationships between the leader and the other members of the team. Bonds have to form among all members, dancer to dancer, dancer to assistant coach, dancer to the manager, assistant coach to head coach, and so on. Every individual must have a trusting relationship with every other member of the team. Visualize. This comes from Coach K um, from his book. And visualize a wagon wheel as a complete team. A leader might be the hub of the wheel in the center. Now, suppose the spokes are connecting relationships the leader is building with people on the outer rim of the wheel. If the hub is removed, then the entire wheel collapses in a situation like that. If the team loses their leader, the entire team collapses. There was a um, Coach K said there was a time in his life when he didn't have that framework and his wheel did collapse. So that's something for 
new coaches to think about is that you can't do everything or you are going to collapse. You have to delegate things out to other people. And it's going to make them feel more valued. It will make them feel more part of the team. So that's the number one thing I'm talking about today is you need to delegate coaches and to head coaches to your assistants. So um, things that assistant coaches do for me is like I let them do everything. I, I have them... We kind of you kind of fall into place with what you can do. Like with my coaches in Brainerd, we have four or five coaches, and one of our coaches takes on more of the behind the scenes thing. She's um, entering our you know data that we need to send into the state high school league. She's doing a lot of accounting for the team funds, rosters, email lists, updating our band calendar, like our app that we use. Um, burn CDs for competitions, things like that that are definitely needed to be done behind the scenes thing, things. But she's also, um, and she also packs extras and maintains a bag of things and medical that needs to come with us to competition. She does a lot with the warm-up clothing and team clothing. And uh, then one of our other coaches does a lot with the music editing, choreography, um, costume ordering, sizing, different things like that. And any one of us on any given day could throw in what we want to do for warmups. Like if I'm not prepared, then they will often step in and go, here, let's do this. You know, if I have something going, and sometimes I'll say, you know, I had another plan, you know, and then they'll go, okay, but we're kind of loose. We're not a very rigid coaching staff where it's like on Monday, we do this on Tuesday, we do that We're, but we get a lot done. Uh, but just if you're a new coach and you don't know what the head coach wants of you, you need to go, what do you want from me? What can I do? What, you know, and sometimes if there's like tension, you need to sit down and go, okay, how can we fix this? Because there, it's kind of like a marriage or a family. There's going to, you're spending so much time together that there are going to be times when you don't get along. So you need to communicate with one another so that you can do that. So you can get along better. So what are some traits of a great leader? Number one might be honesty and integrity. Your people that follow you need to know that you have great ethics and that you are somebody that they can look up to with leadership. So think about honesty, integrity at the top of everything you do. Confidence would be number two. Try to be, you know, to be an effective leader, you have to be confident in your decisions you're going to be wrong sometimes and and sometimes you're mo- hopefully most of the time you'll be right but you need to have confidence in the way that you lead your team. You have to have the ability number 3 to inspire others. You have to be inspiring and motivating so that people want to follow you. And I read once don't try to be the leader that tries to get people to follow them. Try to be the type of leader that people just naturally want to follow and the excitement that you bring to your practices and to the people that you inspire will help them follow lead, they'll help it will help them follow you you have to be committed and passionate passionate you should be the first one there and the last one to go and on days when you can't be able to turn that over to someone else you know be able to to let your assistant stand up and take charge put your assistant out there so that they can feel valued and you know, if they fail, be there to pick them up. Failure is the greatest teacher. So let them have a part of your practices too. Number five, be a good communicator. Until you can communicate your vision to your group and your strategies and the type of things you want to happen with your team and your practices, 
you need to work on being a great communicator so that other people will understand your vision. You need to have decision-making capabilities. You, you need to be able to make a decision. And one of my things I always say is no decision is a decision. And sometimes we put off decisions, but then you're actually making a decision. So make a decision so your team can move on. You know, sometimes for me, one of the hardest things is cuts. Like when you are deciding which 24 or 32 or 28 or 16 should be in, that's more for high school coaching than studio. But sometimes the studio, it's that who's on the A team, who's on the B team. Sometimes you put it off and you put it off and you just need to make the decision because once you make that decision, you can move forward and start working hard on what you have to do. Accountability would be the next thing. Um, a good leader takes little more than his share of the blame and little less than his share of the credit. So make sure that you are being accountable for the things you do. Delegation and empowerment, you cannot do everything, right? We already talked about that. So make sure that you're learning to delegate tasks to those under you and help them be successful at performing them. You have to be creative and innovative. So you can't keep doing what was done last year and learn to be creative and innovative. And that's what separates a great leader from a follower. Innovation distinguishes between a leader and a follower. The person who said that was Steve Jobs. So um, creative thinking and constant innovation is what makes you and your team stand out from the crowd. Think outside the box to come up with unique ideas and turn those ideas into goals and reality. Think number 10, the the last thing I would say about being a good leader is empathy. You know, you have to care about the people that you work with and you have to show that you care. To be an effective leader, that's one of the first steps is to, you know, they always say they don't care how much you know till they know how much you care. So be that type of a leader. So good luck, coaches. I hope that one question inspired a lot, but I feel like if it's on one person's mind, it's on a lot of people's minds. So thank you and best of luck. Thanks for tuning in to the Anything But Routine podcast. Be sure to subscribe, and if you enjoyed this podcast, give us a five-star rating. For more Anything But Routine content, go to justforkicks.com slash anythingbutroutine. We also wanted to wish you happy holidays from our dance family to yours.